Welcome to Blissful Hiking Adventures, where we put the bliss into hiking and hiking into the adventure. I'm your host, Loralee Bliss, trail name Blissful. And coming to you having accomplished many trails, both high in altitude and low at sea level. But coming to you really with words of wisdom, experience, and yeah, plenty of lessons I've learned along the way in the hopes that you'll find a blissful hiking adventure in your future and you'll be able to fulfill your hiking dream. Welcome to Episode 4, Planning and Preparing for Your Great Adventure. Really glad you could come on by for another blissful hiking adventure podcast. So, where do you want to go? What do you want to do? What kind of days do you want to spend? What do you want to bring? These are all the questions that come up to us whenever we think about a backpacking experience. And there's a lot to think about, too. Now, I know I've met some hikers that will decide one day, hey, I want to go backpacking, and then the next day they're out there. That's not me. I happen to be a planning and preparing person, and that's the way I like to roll. So that's why I'm doing this podcast, because there's many things that you should consider before undertaking a backpacking trip experience. So I think first and foremost, it's important to figure out where you do want to go and how many days you want to spend out there, because the amount of days you spend out on the trail will dictate a lot of things such as, well, I need a resupply box. How many days do I need to take for food before I do need to resupply? If I do need to resupply, can I get it in towns along the way? If I do need to resupply, do I have the guidebook I need to help me figure out where to get that resupply? Am I going to need to do hitchhiking? Am I going to need to do other things on the trail? So these are things that you need to think about when you're considering a backpacking trip. Now, I started out backpacking by just being the weekender. I'd leave on a Friday and come back on Monday. So that just required me to bring the weekends type backpacking gear and to think about where I wanted to go and what I wanted to do. So the whole resupply part of the backpacking journey wasn't too big of a deal for me. But of course, when I decided to hike the trail um, twice, that means the Appalachian Trail, I should say, twice with my son for the first go around and as a solo hiker, there was a lot of planning I had to do. I had to think about not only me, but him too. And that's one thing you need to consider if you're out there. Are you having young people with you or others in the party? And then you may have to think about gear and supplies for them as well. So when I decided to go on this big, long excursion, the planning became quite daunting in many ways. I was suddenly faced with the idea of how many boxes I needed to mail for resupply, how many days I wanted to be out there for per section, when I would get resupplied from home, if there were special things I would need. And then, of course, the gear and other issues. So doing a long-distance backpacking journey, like doing the whole Appalachian Trail or other long-distance trails, requires a lot more planning and preparing. And requires a lot more, too, with the idea of, hey, what do I need to bring as far as that gear Is my gear going to last the whole journey? Am I going to need extra money put aside for maybe that occasional 
motel room and shower? Or am I going to need some extra money, too, to replace gear along the way? Like, I'm going to need extra shoes, extra socks, things that will start wearing out, too, along that journey. So money is always a big deal. I'll see on the uh, hiker forums that I'm on that a lot of hikers are wondering how much it's going to cost. So making sure you have the amount of money you need, too, for your journey. And you need money for different situations, too, not only for food, resupply, possibly gear that you might need, fuel along the way to cook, things like that. But if you need to have a shuttle to town, you'll need to be able to pay the shuttle driver. If you need to be spending the night in a hostel or in a motel, you'll need money for that. And it's always good to set aside emergency money, too. I've seen hikers have to get off and head to a clinic because suddenly they have a... uh, a bite on their leg that came from a tick, and suddenly they're going to need some medicine for that. Or they've gotten injured. Or sometimes I've even seen hikers that have come up with a spider bite or poison ivy. Things like that can happen. So you want to make sure you're financially prepared also if you're going to especially do a long-distance journey. One of the big things that's important for hikers is to figure out, okay, I want to do this and this trail, But I need to have my planning set for where I need to go and what I need to do. And so checking out that trails website is always a good idea. Of course, for the Appalachian Trail, we have the Appalachian Trail Conservancy that helps oversee the trail. And they have a lot of information and books that are important to helping you decide how you're going to do the trail experience. Other trails, too, that I've done, like the Foothills Trail, which is a 70-mile trail down in South Carolina, has a Foothills Trail organization. They also sell literature. Um, They even have a group on Facebook, which you can ask questions about. So the social media aspects of planning and preparing are really important. Getting into certain groups on Facebook to help with your questions Maybe you want to know, like I'd like to know from my upcoming section hike, how's the water sources looking? I'm recording this in the midsummer, and of course, during the summer and into the fall, water sources can dry up. So having that outlet on social media to ask questions about water sources and things like that are very important. Use your social media, too, to help you figure out um, other planning aspects. For me, I'm planning to do a section on the AT, and I asked on a social media group what's happening as far as the virus. This is being taped actually during the COVID pandemic of 2020. So we had that issue to have to deal with as a hiker on the trail. Of course, that means back during the pandemic, masks and hand sanitizer, which you should carry anyway, and being... uh, cautious and protective of towns when you go into towns to resupply, um, not using shelters, things like that. Um, You can check out episode one that I did um, about the COVID hiking and also just generally how to stay safe on the trail, even if there isn't a sort of pandemic like we're going through right now as I tape this. But there's always issues on the trail that may make you change your plan. So make sure you check out that episode and how you can change your plan successfully and safely too. 
So these are things that I had to think about, of course, with planning and using the social media platforms is a very helpful way to find out our towns receptive to hikers coming in and resupplying. Will it work out okay? Um, is there any other things that I need to know when I'm heading out to the trail? So make sure you check out those groups and also any of the organizations or conservancy groups that have their own websites online that can help you with maps and books and general knowledge too of the trails. Another trail that I've done is the Florida Trail down in Florida, which I think of as being the winter hike for those that don't want to deal with snow and ice. Uh, they can head down to Florida for a fascinating journey through the palms and palmettos and sands and gators, <laughs> which I wrote a book also about my journey, Gators, Guts, and Glory, but... So that required a whole other kind of planning. And depending on what terrain you're going to be in and what you need to do, the social media groups end up being a very good way to find out, hey, what other planning is needed, such as in Florida, you needed some permits in order to access different parts of the wilderness or other areas. Permits for camping, permits to walk through um, certain areas, such as the Seminole Indian Reservation and other areas. Uh, up on the AT or Appalachian Trail, you need permit to camp in the Smoky Mountains. You need a backcountry permit to camp in Shenandoah. Uh, so there are permits that you might need. A PCT, of course, has multiple permits. And so the organizations will have on their website information on what kind of permitting you will need. So that's part of your planning and preparing too, of course. So I know, as I mentioned with the Florida Trail, you know, you're in a whole different type of environment. So it's always good to get ideas from other hikers on what they did. So reading journals, checking out YouTube videos, um, trail vlogs have become very popular now to find out what hikers have gone through, what they carried, what they did. Um, can give you an idea of planning for your gear for certain areas. So, whereas I've done the Florida Trail, conversely, I've done the Colorado Trail, which, um, of course, sent me into elevations all the way up to 13,000 feet. So that required a whole other type of planning, not only for gear, but for altitude acclimatization. So I did research on that and how to get ready to, for the altitude because coming from 800 feet and then going up to 13,000 feet, that's quite a bit of change, isn't it? So, so that kind of preparing also will help for a successful trip so you don't have altitude illness or other things. Um, and of course the gear as well. And then if you're out west, you know, you're dealing with the gear of, you know, you're in grizzly country and like that. So what's the best way to protect your food out in the wilds? Do I need a bear canister? Can I get away with just a bear type hang like the PCT method or other bear hangs? What do I need to do to safeguard my food? Because without my food, I'm not going to get very far, am I? So things like that are important as well um, when you're considering your planning and preparing for your trip. So, so I did talk about earlier um, in this podcast about resupplying. So 
You want to make sure that you know what towns have what kind of resupply for you. If you have special dietary needs, you want to make sure that those needs are either fulfilled by shopping or you mail yourself a box. So having a guidebook or other type of book to let you know what town you can mail that resupply box to is helpful. Uh, Post offices are always good to accept resupply boxes. Of course, most of them have certain hours that they are opened, so you want to make sure that you arrive at the time so you can get your box. The good thing is if you send it priority mail to a post office and you don't get there in time or things aren't working out, you can always have the box either jumped up to the next post office or mailed home. That's happened to me actually a couple times where a hike didn't work out of an injury or whatever and I had a box I just called them up and had the box mailed home to me. So as long as you don't pick up the box at that post office, they can forward it to you for no charge. So so that kind of thing is important to figure out um, as far as what you're going to need to keep your hike going. If you're only out for a weekend, of course, you're not going to need a resupply box. You're just going to carry the kind of food that you're going to need for the trail and The majority of the time, most people will be walking out of their houses and pack and carry too much food. Um, You may get some that just have a high metabolism and need all that food, but a lot of times hikers will just come back with a lot of food because they didn't realize that, hey, a lot of times when you're starting out on a journey hiking, you're not going to eat as much as you think you will. So you can either leave some of that food home or bounce it up in a small box, bounce box or whatever. But if you're out for the weekend, you know, you may be finding out, hey, I'm not going to have to take as much as I thought I would. I'm not as hungry. So it takes a little practice to figure out how much food you really need to bring. I'm still working on that too. And I've hiked over 10,000 miles. I never can figure out the food options of how hungry I will be. So it's always good to err on the side of caution and bring a little too much. Okay. Um, especially as I learned when I did the AT with my son, uh, we ended up spending an extra day at this barn type uh, shelter because of really bad weather down in North Carolina. And I ran out of food because my mail drop was waiting for me the next day, but I wasn't going to make it there. So we had bad weather. And so found out quickly that having an extra ramen packet or something extra in your food bag to help you through in case you have to spend an unexpected day out on the trail is helpful and good for planning too. So, which leads me to safety aspects that you carry in your backpack. You want to make sure that you are safe out there. Um, And of course, that's why we're discussing planning and preparing because that's part of being safe. You know, well-charged cell phone. And having a charger for it, I use the Anchor 10,000, which has served me well. Some people have talked about using solar chargers. Honestly, I wouldn't worry about that, especially in the East Coast, because especially if you're in the green tunnel areas, you're not going to get a whole lot of charge from it. It's possible to do it more if you're in more open areas, possibly the Arizona Trail or other trails like that, where you have an opportunity to charge up the phone through a solar charger. But I found the anchor works pretty well for me. I can get about four full charges out of that particular charger, and that's helpful. So, But having a fully charged phone and, of course, having maps and guidebooks are essential to a trip. A lot of maps now can be actually stored on your phone. Um, Gut Hooks is a popular trail app 
um, company that has a lot of uh, apps now uh, for their for different trails. Um, they're expanding every year, so it's kind of interesting. Um, but nothing can also replace that good old paper map, too, in case you run out of cell phone charge, you know, and you still want to know where you're at, you know, it's always important. And of course, especially if you're doing the AT and some of the other trails that are longer trails, having a guidebook is essential as well. It helps you with um, mapping out shelters, water sources are always important. And of course, towns where you can resupply and get a shower or a bed instead of sleeping on the ground or in your hammock. Any of those is helpful as well. So, so make sure you have a guidebook, maps, all part of safety. Um, make sure you are keeping your clothing and um, your sleeping bag and waterproof bags inside your backpack in case you hit some of these monstrous thunderstorms. I'm, as, I'm in the summer season right now, and one thing you want to make sure is make sure these uh, items are dry, especially if you find your trail uh, adventure taking you above tree line. I have seen hypothermia, and it is not good, and can attack you when you least expect it. Usually it's in about 50-degree temperatures with high winds, makes you prone to hypothermia, especially if you're wet. So you want to make sure you plan for that. If your trail adventure is taking you above tree line in high altitude, in changing weather, if you're in the summer with thunderstorms, whatever, you can get wet and soaked, and you can easily become hypothermic. So be sure you're keeping clothing and sleeping bag areas dry and you have the adequate rain gear storm gear you need um, for that kind of weather so so these are a couple ideas on planning and preparing um, you can check out blissfulhiking.com for several other trails that I've done I've done different trails I'm still looking to increase my trail inventory as I head out but I'm always planning and preparing to ride along with you and trying to figure out what's the best best thing for me to do for that particular trail. And every time I go out, I'm always finding out something new too. So, uh, and hopefully when I do, I can share that with you. So thanks for um, listening to this podcast and hoping that it gives you some ideas on how to prepare for your next great adventure. You have been listening to the Blissful Hiking Adventures podcast. Be sure never to miss an episode by subscribing to this podcast and feel free to also leave a review as I value your opinion. Be sure to check out show notes and other valuable hiking information at blissfulhiking.com, including my hiking adventure series of books, Mountains, Madness, and Miracles, 4,000 Miles Along the Appalachian Trail, and Gators, Guts, and Glory, Adventures Along the Florida Trail both available now. Blissful Hiking Adventures is part of the Whitefire Podcast Network. Visit whitefire.tv podcast to find other shows I know you'll love. See you next time.